Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guilty on 
eight counts, folks. Eight counts. He has been found guilty on eight counts. Wow. And then there's Michael Cohen. He pleads guilty. This is a second. This is uh, Trump's lawyer, former lawyer, the fixer, confidant, friend. He is implicating Donald Trump, and he's pleading guilty. And they're saying that he's going to be sentenced at least maybe next month. This is just so awful. And then Trump is saying that he uh, feels sad for Paul Manafort. Give me a break. I mean, these all <laughs> Trump worked hand in hand with these two people. Are you going to tell me that he doesn't, he didn't know what was going on? I mean, he was working with these two people before he even thought about running for president of the United States. Now he's trying to throw him to the, he's throwing them under the bus. Michael Cohen is throwing Trump under the bus. But anyway, let's get back to Paul Manafort. That's the top news of the day, and folks, it's all over the place. Uh, Judge declares mistrial on 10 other counts. That means he's going to have to be retrialed, retried for those 10 counts, because I think the jury was hung up or something. But anyway, Manafort faces a second criminal trial after the after this one, though, after this particular one is totally over. He uh, faces a second criminal trial next month in Washington on seven other charges brought by the special counsel, counsel, including obstruction of justice, failure to register as a foreign agent, and conspiracy to launder money. Trump is also implicated in, in this one, folks, because Trump cannot borrow money within the United States, so he has to depend on Russia uh, uh, to keep that money flowing. Trump is not going to get out of this. I mean, Trump should have been arrested and impeached a long time ago because this shit just keeps piling up on him. Okay, this is breaking news. This guy, uh, uh, Paul Manafort, has been found guilty of, um, and, uh, of eight charges. And some people are saying, the pundits are saying that this could, uh, he could be sentenced to life in prison. Or close to it, you know. So uh, this is really bad for Trump. Tr- no matter how he tries to spin it, of course he's trying to spin it. He's going to spin this any way he can. Uh, not about him, but it is totally about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. I mean, this stuff is all over everywhere. Eight counts, guilty on eight counts. A jury has found President. Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, guilty on eight counts. Okay, and Trump says he feels very badly for Paul Manafort. I bet he does. While he's busy trying to screw up the country, and that's what Donald Trump is doing. He's trying to screw up the country. Donald Trump knows he's going down, so he's trying to wreck America in the process of, of, of going down. So he wants to make sure he fuck up America as much as he can while being taken down. And that's all he's doing. Because right now, we're all focused on this uh, trial, this guilty plea. I mean, this this guilty uh, on eight counts. We're focusing on that. We're focusing on Michael Cohen flipping and uh, and implicating Donald Trump. Trump is on his way to some damn rally again. Whenever it gets under his skin, the heat gets under his skin, he can't take it. 
he goes somewhere and, and for a rally so he can rally up the crazies and the racists and the right su- white supremacists. Uh, and he knows that they're going to make him feel like he's King Trump, King Trump. He's King Rat. That's what he is. That's totally what he is, going after his – going after the people who criticize him. Uh, and he got all of this shit uh, uh, floating over his head. How can he go after people who criticizes him when the criticism is warranted? And plus there's a First Amendment, but Trump doesn't give a fuck. But now um, he says he feels very badly for Paul Manafort as if he, as, as if he doesn't have anything to do with this. Wow. Uh, And the Republicans in Congress uh, and some of the Democrats are still letting Trump get away with all of this shit. They're letting them get away with it. They're even going to try and I'm going to talk more about suppressing the vote for the uh, uh, midterms because the Republicans are doing everything they can to try to suppress the vote to keep you from voting. Okay, but anyway, deplaning, deplaning is Donald Trump getting off. An airplane, possibly Air Force One, in West Virginia ahead of tonight's rally. President Donald Trump praised his former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, as a good man and attacked special counsel Robert Mueller investigation as a witch hunt and a disgrace. Have you ever noticed a pattern here? Donald Trump, every time somebody within his circle pleads guilty, go to jail, indicted, go to jail, and pleads guilty, he calls them a good, a good person, a good man, a good woman. They're criminals, and they admitted to being criminals. How in the hell can you call them a good person when these thugs themselves admit that they're criminals. They admit that they've done wrong. Why does Donald Trump, he always saying, well, uh, Paul Manafort is a good person. Uh, Michael Flynn is a good person. These are great people. These are good. These good people, man, they work with you. They work for you. They work around you. And when push came to shove, they admitted to the authorities that they were guilty, that they did wrong. So how in the hell does Donald Trump keep saying that these are good people? The guy's whacked. And he goes on, Paul Manafort is a good man. He was with Ronald Reagan. So what? He's a crook now. He's going to jail for life now. And so will Donald Trump. Donald Trump is quaking in his boots. He has to have a rally because if he doesn't have – he has to uh, be around people who think like him, who love him no matter what. He's a criminal. He's going to, he needs applause. He needs, he needs to uh, lash out about something, scream, yell, demean, uh, talk about people, uh, and so on and so forth. But anyway, Michael Cohen and Paul – Manafort will forever be tied to Donald Trump. And I'm surprised that uh, Manafort didn't give up some information on Donald Trump. He will probably in the process or uh, uh, a few years in jail, he's going to say something, you know, because these people aren't going to go down by themselves, especially 
if Trump was the ringleader. And I do think Trump was the, is the ringleader of all of this. Michael Cohen is saying that uh, Trump gave him the okay to pay off these porn stars, to pay off these women that uh, uh, he says he didn't have sex with, but they said they did. And he paid these women off before the election. So that, that to me, if, if he's paying these women off before the election, that's a crime to keep them from saying anything about this. You know, maybe keeping him from getting as many votes as he think he should have gotten. Uh, this is a crime. This is election tampering or, or something affiliated close to that. Campaign or, or campaign violation or some kind of uh, 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 notion like that. It's criminal that he paid these women. And Michael Cohen is saying that happened. That's what happened. Okay, uh, yeah, folks, this this is this is bad. This all of this is just is bad for America. It, it's just awful. And once this shit is all over, and believe me, it will be all over pretty soon. America cannot go on like this. And once that we get the get the get Trump and these Republicans and these assholes out of the White House, we are going. To have to rebuild And it's going to take decades I mean Trump Once Trump is Is voted out Whether he's voted out uh, Goes to jail Whether he's impeached Thrown out Kicked out on his ass uh, America will be reeling from this For years and years and years and years to come There's going to be The press is going to be talking about this For years and years to years to come After Long after Donald Trump is dead and gone this shit is going to still be uh, out here. We're going to still be feeling remnants of uh, uh, the Donald Trump era, which was one of the worst, is one of the worst in modern history. It's not going to go away like that. You know, there's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of books written about this. Everybody who's anybody is going to write about this, going to try to get uh, make some money off of this, but it, but there's no money to be made off uh, of tearing down America, and that's what Donald Trump is doing. He wants to tear down America as he is being torn down. And and folks, that's the truth. Donald Trump doesn't like America. He hates America. Why do you think he rolling back every Obama executive order there is? And making America less safe, making our health by rolling back the environmental protections that gives us clean air. He's doing everything he can to roll back everything, it, whether it's Obama or not. He just wants to hurt America because he knows the majority of Americans don't like him. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders has said that Donald Trump is a fighter. The only war Donald Trump has is with us, the people who criticize him, the people of America. He can't stand us because we don't like him. And the more and more, the more this shit goes down, the more he is hated. Donald Trump has to understand something. It's not only Americans that do not like him, that don't like him. 
It's people in other countries, other worlds that can't stand it. And most of those folks are looking at us, the American people, saying, why are you tolerating this idiot? Why are you tolerating this fool? Why are you letting him destroy America the way he is? They're looking at us. They're not looking at the folks in Congress. They're not looking at the weak Democrats who ha- at this point have no power. They're looking at the American people. They're looking at us. And I hate to say it, the American people aren't doing anything but letting this happen. They're sitting back and letting this happen, hoping that the blue wave is going to uh, do something. It probably will, but I still say if Trump gets to sit this guy uh, Brent Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, then it's all over. Blue wave or not, it's all over. We have to get rid of Trump so he cannot be able to sit this guy. Or oh, the Republicans, or excuse me, the Democrats have to really, really fight on this. And, and a lot of people are saying, where is Obama? Why isn't he talking out against Trump and what he's doing to America? Why isn't Hillary talking out about Trump and what he's doing to America? Where are these leaders? Uh, Joe Biden. You know, where are all these folks? Where are some of the Democrats talking out against this? Being vocal. Being seen. Talking about, out, out against this. They're nowhere to be found. You don't hear anything from anybody. Democrats, but you know, it's some Democrats out there saying it, saying something. I think I heard Jimmy Carter say something against Donald Trump, you know, but it's not that widely uh, heard by a lot of people. We need a voice like Obama, and Obama is not going to do anything because I've said several times Obama is a coward. The only time Obama is going to be, the only time you're going to see Obama is when we win back the House. Or the Senate, or both. Then you're going to see Obama saying how proud he is of, of, of people who voted. You might uh, see Obama out here when it gets close to the midterms. He might be trying to endorse some people. The, I think the other day, Donald Trump endorsed uh, J.B. Prisker, who is running for uh, governor in Illinois. You have to remember, Obama also endorsed four years ago, I believe it was four or five years ago, he endorsed Pat Quinn, who was running for governor in Illinois. He endorsed Pat Quinn four and a half years ago for governor of Illinois. Pat Quinn lost. So, uh, <laughs> Pat Quinn, and the only reason why Pat Quinn lost is because people didn't get their asses out and vote. That's why Pat Quinn lost. And that's why a lot of these southern states with a lot of these Republican and conservative uh, governors, they're in office because a lot of these African-Americans in some of these southern states down here like Alabama, Mississippi, Tallahassee, Atlanta, states like these, even Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, the reason Kentucky, the reason why these these um, states have Republican governors and loaded with African-Americans and people uh, and poor people, poverty, is because people did not get out and vote in those states. They didn't get out and vote. I'm saying, why are these 
all these states have these Republican governors who are stepping on the necks of the people of their states because these people did not vote. You don't vote. It's a vote for a Republican. If you don't vote, your vote will be used against you. Simple as that. That's that's the sacred truth. You don't vote, your vote will be go to a Republican, go to somebody you don't want it to go to. So I understand that a lot of these um, religions out here, they have a congregation of people who don't vote, and that's crazy. That's stupid. That is dumb. You're in America. Uh, you're a citizen. You were born here. This is your home. You have the Right to vote. I know a lot of you. I don't believe in Jesus. Jesus don't believe in you, and I'm not coming down hard on a lot of these cults. A lot of I call them cults, and I've all, I've always thought of a lot of these places as cults. And a lot of these people don't vote, and a lot of these folks are African American. A lot of these churches, and a lot of these cults, and a lot of these organizations, they're nothing but ripoffs. Your money. They want your money. And they want control. Why would you let someone control you? That's all. Of it. Okay, it says, uh, President Donald Trump holds a rally in West Virginia amid convictions of former campaign chairman Paul Metaphor and a guilty plea from uh, former attorney, his lawyer, Michael Cohen. Trump holds these rallies to uh, wipe some of the sweat off his brow. And these rallies are filled with nothing but hateful people that support him. They don't give a fuck about this. They may not care, but I can tell you this, the Department of Justice uh, cares. And these people are going to go down. And everything leads back to Donald Trump. It all leads back to Donald Trump. He's at a rally tonight. It popped up on my screen. <laughs> He's at a rally tonight. And uh, uh, he's, he's uh, egging up the hate. He's egging up the violence. This is what he does. He stirs up the hate. He stirs up the violence. He stirs up the madness, the craziness. That's all he does. The people, I mean, at this rally, once this rally is over, excuse me, once the rally is over, the people are going to be more inclined to hate. They're going to be more inclined to to violence. And they're going to be more inclined to not thinking straight and, 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 and straightforward and properly. Their king is showing up tonight. And that's all he's going to do. Every time Donald Trump gets his ass in a... <laughs> in a twine, in a twist, he runs cowardly off to these rallies so they can make him feel like he's somebody. So they can make him feel like they don't give a damn about anything that's happening to excuse me, anything that's gonna happen to him. You know, uh I, I don't understand it. You know, I don't understand it. You know, he he runs off to these fucking rallies. I and most of the time, most of the time, they don't be about nothing. 
and and some some media they're not even covering the rallies anymore because there's nothing of there's nothing newsworthy that's actually coming from Trump's rallies. Nothing's newsworthy. He's just going to stir up hate, stir up more <laughs> violence. And and it is true Trump does set the tone for America. So when Trump goes out to stir up more violence and more hate, you better watch out in your neighborhood or when you're walking down the street, going to the store or in your car or anything, uh, because a Trump supporter could be right behind you, uh, coming up behind you and, and assault you or try to hurt you or just plain yell out a, a racial slur. This is what Donald Trump does. This is what he's done. This is what he's about. And it just behooves me that the Republicans just sit back and let this happen. They have the power to do something, but they're just as cowardly. They're so they're so afraid of Donald Trump. It's a damn shame. They and they don't give a damn about what their constituency, what their voting block wants them to do, how they want them to do. They just don't give a fuck. The Republicans just don't give two shits. And I hope that the embarrassment of Donald Trump stain the Republican Party for a million years. The Republican Party should not hold power ever again in America. They should never, ever hold power. They don't know how to lead. They do not know how to govern. They know how to be crooked. They know how to be criminals. They know how to lie. They know how to cheat. Because it's all about money for them. They, they are willing to let Donald Trump tear America the fuck down if it uh, garners them a dollar. They are letting Donald Trump just fuck over America. And this should go down in history as the worst time in America ever. And you've got Republicans who were voted in by people of the United States who they don't give a damn about, who they're saying fuck off. They're going to kiss Donald Trump's ass because that's what they want to do. It's, that's what they like doing. That's what they want to do. And nobody's going to tell them not to. It's up to Americans. To, to take their country back and uh, I, I'm with Maxine Waters I agree with her when she says Americans are standing idly by idly by, and letting Trump just doo-doo all over this country Americans have to rise up uh, I'm beginning to think there's no doubt Americans are weak I'm beginning to think that Americans really they care about their country but they just don't have the fighting instinct in order to uh, uh, take their country back from a bunch of thugs, from the godfather in the White House. Trump is, <laughs> yeah, I said the godfather. And I do think Marlon Brandon was a little bit uh, smarter than Donald Trump when he played the godfather. Um, yeah, but Trump is the godfather in the White House. He wants to be the godfather of of America. The guy really wants to be the godfather of the world, but he's too dumb and too stupid and too criminal 
to do that. He cannot control other countries because other countries will not let him control their country. They know he doesn't have the brain power that they have. They know he doesn't know shit about nothing. They laughing at him. Other countries, other leaders are laughing at Donald Trump. They're laughing at the United States. The American people have to rise up and just uh, do their duty and just get this tyrant out of the White House, out of America. He doesn't like America. It's Russia that Donald Trump loves. Donald Trump loves Russia. Remember, if Donald Trump cannot borrow money in America, the banks will not let him do it. He has bad credit all over the place. He had six bankruptcies. Six bankruptcies. Six or seven bankruptcies. Uh, over 4,000 lawsuits up his ass. He Somehow he gets out of these things. Uh, he has bad credit. And he doesn't like the fact that he can't borrow money within the United States. This is why we don't see his taxes. If we've seen his taxes, uh, it, re- it will reveal money laundering, may reveal a connection to Russia. Anyway, Manafort guilty, Cohen guilty, and Trump is trying to uh, say he has nothing to do with it. And these guys work for him for years, years and years and years. He knew about them. Russia, 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 Russia. No collusion, no collusion. Witch hunt, witch hunt. No witch hunt. This is no witch hunt. Man, this is a, a legitimate investigation into your fucking crimes. It's not a witch hunt. It's no witch hunt. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. on the <laughs> Block Talk Radio. I, I'm really gone, folks. And uh, it says here, success coach Heather Vickery. On the George Wilder Jr. Show at 6.30, there's, uh, uh, at least my clock says it, so I'm, I'm assuming that uh, she probably had other things to do, which is fine. That's great. That's wonderful. Uh, and I wish her all the luck in the world. Uh, and she may show up later. I don't know. But uh, the show must go on. It always have to go, has to go on. And the main story here, folks, is uh, Paul Manafort convicted on eight counts and he still has another trial to deal with next month from what I'm hearing Uh, and that trial includes obstruction of justice where have I heard that before and who was and who was the person implicated could have could have been Donald Trump sorry folks I'm a little I'm a little uh, tongue-tied today um but this is bad for America. This, all of this is just bad for America. It really is bad for America. And uh, it's all over the news. It's all over everywhere. We're going to take a musical break, folks. And um, <laughs> no doubt about it, we'll be back to talk to talk more about this. And I'm just wondering whatever happened to Avenatti, uh, Michael Avenatti, who was uh, Stormy Daniels, the porn star. He was he is or he was her lawyer. Don't hear from him anymore. Um, I'm hearing he's trying to run for president. 
I have no idea. But um yeah, this is this is bad for America. This is bad, and everybody's talking about this. I mean, you turn on the cable news, you see all the talk shows, including mine, <laughs> and we're talking about it. I mean, uh, it, it it's 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 awful that America has to go through this. That Donald Trump and the Republicans putting America through this kind of thing, and it's just awful. And I'm hoping that America. Once this is all over, uh, that we can actually put America back together again, like Humpty Dumpty or something, and because we're broken. And as long as Donald Trump is in office, whether he's on his way out or whatever, and I think he is on his way out. I think he knows he's on, on his way out. But while he is still in office, he's wrecking everything about our country. And the Republicans are letting him do it. That's why I say they're complicit. And one of the things about the Republicans, uh, we know that they're kissing Donald Trump's ass. But the Republicans, they don't care. They don't care what we think. They don't care that we know that they're criminals. They don't care that we know that they're ass kissers. They don't care that we know that they're not doing their jobs when it comes to protecting America. They just don't give a damn. And that's the truth. If they gave a damn, they would have gotten rid of this monster in the White House long ago. Long ago. They do not care. So, folks, um, come November, the blue wave thing, uh, vote these jackasses straight up out of office. A lot of them are going to quit. They're going to not run again because they don't want the embarrassment of being voted out of or losing. But I can always I've I've said this before. If they decide to quit or not run again, believe me, they're not gonna go away broke. They they're not gonna go away poor. Because uh, you know, I mean if, if you were still paying on your car note, your mortgage or whatever, condo, uh car note you wouldn't leave, you would not leave your job you would stay but see these people are not if they quit when they're going to they're not going to go away broke trump's already given them a tax cut they're going to get taxpayer funded pension and all of that stuff so they're going to be pretty well endowed uh in terms of uh finances you know I, Basically, I don't give a damn if they run or if they quit. As long as I don't care if they run, excuse me, I don't care if they're they're running for re-election or if they just quit. As long as they're out, that's 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 the bottom line. Freedom. This is what I call.
finally broke his silence on Stormy Daniels this week. He told reporters he didn't know his lawyer, Michael Cohen, gave the adult film star $130,000 before the election to keep her from talking about the alleged affair. Do you know about the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels? No, no. Why did Michael Cohen make it? Well, you have to ask Michael Cohen. Michael's my... An attorney, and you'll have to ask Michael Cohen. Do The president's attorneys are asking for more time to respond to Stormy Daniels' lawsuit. Her attorneys argue the hush agreement is void because Trump did not sign it. Let's discuss this with my legal expert, Xavier Friedman, a civil rights attorney and law professor. Joining us from Cleveland, good to see you. And Richard Bye, Herman, a New York criminal defense attorney and law professor, joining us from Las Vegas. Good to see you as well. Hey, uh, okay, so Avery, you first. The president claims he knew nothing about the payoff to Stormy Daniels by commenting on this scandal, even by saying no, he didn't know. Does he open up any new legal issues for him? He opened up a legal Pandora's box, Frederica. I mean, I can't imagine how many times his lawyers probably told him, this is something we're not going to talk about, because if you make a comment, you're falling into the trap of having to have your deposition taken. And that's exactly what is going to happen now, because when he says, well, why don't you just ask my lawyer about it, talk to Michael Cohen about it, I mean, not only is Cohen under the bus, he's being dragged along the interstate. So from the standpoint of the marital relationship, the standpoint of the pending litigation, the standpoint of his stature as president and his role in the world community, that one word, no, I didn't know anything about it, has opened up an enormous number of avenues in terms of legal actions. Well, Richard, listen to how Stormy Daniels' attorney says the president's comments did indeed help their case. It's like Christmas and Hanukkah all rolled into one. Uh, you can't have an agreement if one party claims they knew nothing about the, one of the principal terms of the agreement. So the president has just shot himself in the foot 
thrown his attorney, basically, uh, Michael Cohen, under the bus in the process, put him in dire straits with the State Bar of New York, because according to the president now, Mr. Cohen was negotiating this agreement and doing this all on his own without consultation with the president. So there now is more imagery of, you know, Michael Cohen and the highway and all that, as you put it. You know, Avery, so Richard, you know, uh, is he making a, a good point? Does this only kind of make it worse uh, and for Trump, but then simply make it better uh, for Stormy Daniels' team? Fred, the, the president is so unprepared and so unprofessional. When they hit him with that question, he was caught off guard. He didn't mean to answer that question, but he couldn't help himself. That's right. So he reflexed. He said, no, speak to my attorney. He didn't want to answer that. They told him, never answer this question. Like, don't think of the color red. He just can't help himself. So he did it. So it should have been more of a no comment. But perhaps the president is thinking by saying, no, I don't know, know," is not giving any information. But you say just the opposite. I didn't know about the payment to her, which means Avenatti's right. If he didn't know about the payment, he didn't know about the agreement. He didn't know about the the provisions in the agreement, the representations and warranties in the agreement, the purpose of the agreement. If he didn't know about any of that stuff, then there is no agreement. There is no arbitration clause. There Mm -hmm. is no agreement. It's null and void. And Avenatti has the ammunition now to make that motion to have this agreement deemed null and void. Mm -hmm. And he should do it. He shouldn't play around. He shouldn't play cute. that's That's the relief they sought, to have this agreement knocked out. He has it now in spades. And as far as Trump's attorney goes, you know, there, there's there's reality and then there's insanity. So the reality is 10 days before the wow. election, the Access Hollywood tape comes out. They want to protect Trump from any more crazy mm-hmm. news like this. So they move to shut her up. They yeah. all get together and they do that. That's the reality of it. The and insanity is that the, wow. the attorney, without discussing it with Trump, Mortgaged his house for $130,000 to shut it out. So then, Avery, what's insignificant is the whole, you know, alleged relationship. But what's significant potentially is, just as Richard said, you know, days before uh, the election, that this leads to the possible campaign contributions, this gift, you know, quote unquote, you know, from a Michael Cohen. But how does this help substantiate that potentially? Well, not only that, you've got the Federal Elections Commission, you've got the Justice Department. What's the explanation? Mr. Cohen worked for the Trump Organization. If you're going to do something on your own, you have to get permission from your boss. There are ethics rules that one has to comply with. So he goes out and does it. What's the explanation? He's like a five-year-old with his hand in the cookie jar. He came up with an illogical explanation, and it's going to trigger an investigation. There are both civil and criminal implications of that, Frederica. So that's another aspect of it that is very, very troubling. Hmm. Uh, so Michael right. Avenatti, the, the attorney, you know, said that they're going to refile a petition to depose Trump. Sure. Uh, Richard, likely to happen? Yeah, under the National Arbitration Act, he's going to get that ability to do that, and uh, the judge will order it this time around. Uh, Michael Cohen, if he doesn't already have a relationship with the Grievance Committee, Disciplinary Committee in the state of New York, he's going to now because you can't do these things on behalf of a client without advising them about it. So he's got problems with that, Fred. And... uh, you know, it's just it's just preposterous. What a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. That's what's going on here. It's 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 beyond juvenile the way they handle this and now it's but gonna it's serious. erupt it's, it's, in problems it may be for the juvenile, president but it's and very, very serious. 
Avery. Yeah. Yes, it's very serious. I mean, the the yeah, bottom is. line is is Michael is going to have a, a legal proceeding, mm-hmm. uh, a number of them, and of course Mr. Trump will too. So we're just at the beginning of something that's going to continue to unwind. And every time Mr. Trump opens his mouth on this, we learn something new, and it seems to get more and more He's complicated. So I, I think He's we're just at the beginning. Of- All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. All right. Trump's former lawyer, who's on trial, who's uh, says he's very, very guilty. Michael Cohen says Trump ordered him to illegally, illegally interfere in election. Wow. Trump is toast. Trump is going to burn. Cohen used to be, he used to be the guy who wouldn't take the bullet who would take a bullet for Donald Trump. Now he's <laughs> he's shooting Donald Trump with that bullet by saying that Trump ordered him to illegally interfere in election. This right here, this admission by Donald Trump's own lawyer, 
for years and years and years, his fixer, Michael Cohen, this should nullify the election. This should nullify the election. This is a bombshell of bombshells. This is why this is why Donald Trump is off at a rally cuz he knows the heat is about to burn his ass up. Michael Cohen, the president President Donald Trump's former lawyer and personal fixer pleaded guilty uh, to illegally interfering in the 2016 election at the direction of Donald Trump. Donald Trump told told him to interfere, as Michael Cohen is saying. Cohen says he worked at the direction of a candidate for federal officer for federal office, Trump, uh, for the purpose of influencing the election. He has pleaded guilty uh, to five counts of tax evasion. Um, I'm thinking this is Cohen. Cohen has pleaded guilty to five counts of tax evasion, two counts of related to uh, illegal campaign comp- contribution, and one count of making a false statement. Wow. So he is on his way to prison, but he's not going to prison. In other words, he's not taking the rap all by himself. He's going to bring Donald Trump down with him. And and with this revelation and with this it's it's clear. The revelation is a bombshell. It is. Corn was the keeper of Trump's secrets, and this admission reveals that the two men colluded to illegally affect the outcome of the 2016 presidential election, and the news came the same day one-time Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort was found guilty on eight counts, likely Destined to spend the rest of his life behind bars. This is just so dramatic, folks. It gets, I mean, if you got a box of popcorn, get yourself a Coke or something or Diet Coke. Uh, Sit back. This shit is getting salacious. This is getting very, very good. And at this moment right now, I'm I'm thinking that Donald Trump is still at uh, a rally. Uh... Uh, uh, saying awful things about Manafort, saying uh, no, he's saying great things about Manafort. He's calling Manafort a great guy, and I've said this before uh, on the show uh, that um, every time <laughs> every time somebody goes to jail in his circle and admit to wrongdoing, Donald Trump says. Uh, they're, they are very good people. They're, that's a very good person. I, I don't know. This guy is. But anyway, this is a bombshell. Michael Cohen says Trump ordered him to illegally interfere in the election. Dynamite, folks. This is dynamite. This is going to blow Trump's ass wide open. And uh, this is why he runs to these val- Excuse me. I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied. This is why he runs to these rallies and these dumbass people, they don't care. They don't care about Trump. Uh, Mike Cohen said that Trump ordered him to illegally interfere in the election. They don't care. They're just that dumb. And I'm pretty sure Congress, that they don't care. They're not going to do anything about this. They're not going to do anything about it because they're implicated. They're complicit. 
wow, this is this is really a revelation, folks. So we're gonna be right back uh, <laughs> with some more of this. I'm trying to get my head on straight with this. Uh, a lot of Americans are 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 very 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 uh, happy to hear this because you know uh, Trump has been making their lives a living hell. Hey everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. You are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time.
provide news, right? All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, as I've said before, Michael Cohen says Trump ordered him to illegally interfere in the election. This is, uh, this is impeachment, folks. This is straight-up impeachment. This is what this is. The Republicans don't, but I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking that they are not going to do this. But uh, this is straight-up uh, impeachment. I want to go back and play those uh, Helsinki remarks where Trump stood on the stage right beside Vladimir Putin and became treasonous. Treasonous, excuse me, treasonous. Um, just gave away America to Russia. And uh, Putin just felt that he, he, it seemed as though he liked it. And Putin went on to say that he um, wanted Trump to win the election. And he wanted Trump to win the election. He just admitted that he interfered with the election. And Trump constantly, constantly denied it. So I'm going to play those remarks again in their entirety. Here we go. Where he sided with the Russian state over the U.S. government and its intelligence services regarding Moscow's interference in the American political system. Take a look at what the president said standing next to Vladimir Putin and then his comments yesterday at the White House. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I thought that I made myself very clear by having just reviewed the transcript. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. So, just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't, and the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video, the sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. In full faith and support for America's intelligence agencies, I have a full faith in our intelligence agencies. Whoops, they just turned off the light. That must be the intelligence agents. <laughs> I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. We'll get into that in just a moment, but quickly, the president just tweeted a moment ago this, quote, so many people at the higher ends of intelligence loved my press conference performance in Helsinki. Putin and I discussed many important subjects at our earlier meeting. We got along well, which truly bothered many haters who wanted to see a boxing match. Big results will come. And last night, the president tweeted this. The meeting between President Putin and myself was a great success 
except in the fake news media. Trump's comments yesterday came more than 24 hours after his news conference with Putin. He did not try to clarify his remarks in any of his post summit tweets, nor did he back down during either of the two interviews he did with Fox News immediately after the summit. Meanwhile, a shot of the statement the president was reading shows that he wrote this, quote, there was no collusion. Meanwhile, NBC News had some reporting on how that all came to be and who pressured the president to step out and make that statement yesterday, including the vice president, the secretary of state. Um, Heidi, the, the president's statement yesterday that this was a, a misstatement, that it was a word problem, sort of ignores everything else that happened on the stage in that press conference. It ignores the fact that he didn't say anything about it for 24 hours, even as he saw the coverage of what was happening. If you believed what he said yesterday, that this was just a question of a misplaced word, kind of feel bad for you. Well, really, do you remember when we were in grade school and you messed up on a word and you took out the lumpy whiteout and you lumped it over? You can't do that here because it's not just one word. It was the entire context right. of what he said. It was the trashing of institutions. It was also saying that Putin had a great idea to potentially combine our investigation and have Bob Mueller go to Russia to give them information on what his investigation is all about. So I think anybody who watched the president's news conference, which was essentially the entire world, would know that you can't just hit delete on a single word and change the entire tone and context of that news conference. Eddie, he also was reading from that statement, sort of head down, reading prepared remarks. And in the moment he did ad lib, he said, yes, OK, it was Russia. They did meddle in the election. He looked up and said, it could be other people, a lot of people out there. He always has to always. sneak in that caveat, which in fact undermines what he said prior to it. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, uh, Eugene Robinson and, and Rick Stingle said, Rich Stingle said that it looked as if he was reading a hostage note, right, as opposed to actually apologizing. I like to use this analogy, you know, since President Trump is a golfer, instead of trying to get a mulligan, he just moved his ball in full view to a better lie, right? And so I, he's shameless. He doesn't seem in any, in any, any serious way right, to try to take uh, account of what he actually did. And what I'm really interested in is the way in which Republicans, fellow Republicans have just simply failed uh, to, to hold him mm. to account. Admiral Stavridis, uh, we're, we're talking about the rhetoric involved here and the change of tenses and uh, things like that and double negatives. And yet the reality is that these two men, Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump, sat behind closed doors for two hours and discuss things that are potentially lethal to the future, not only of the European alliance and the United States-Soviet relationship, but that whole region, peace and missiles and the mismatch between the two men. Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this contrast between President Obama and President Trump, and I'm going to, I'm going to, rattle the ghost of another president, and that's President Reagan, because we're also talking about other audiences. Think about Europe and how this is being received there. And think back to Ronald Reagan standing at the Berlin Wall saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Instead, what we have today is a president who supposedly goes in a secret room, a little quiet room, with nobody there but a couple translators, and that's where he really tells Vladimir Putin, hey, your interference in our election was wrong. Are we really supposed to believe that? And by the way, I thought the worst moment of the press conference was actually when Vladimir Putin flipped the soccer ball 
to the President of the United States. It, it reminded me of the scene in Castaway where Tom Hanks starts talking to his volleyball. Now we've got Ivan the soccer ball in the White House. It's a bad day for the American presidency. So as Heidi mentioned, this wasn't about one line or one word. This was about the full context of the president's press conference with Vladimir Putin. To believe what the president said yesterday, you'd have to discount everything else he said during that news conference, from his withering attack on the Justice Department and the FBI for investigating his campaign's ties to Russia, to Putin's, quote, incredible offer to help with the investigation, to lashing out at those who'd suggested Russian meddling was in any way responsible for his victory, to a debunked conspiracy theory about the 2016 hacking of the DNC, and, of course, Hillary Clinton's 33,000 missing emails. I do feel that uh, we have both made some mistakes. I think that the, the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it. What he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer, okay? That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily, and frankly, uh, we beat her. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint, we won that race. And it's a shame that there can even be a little bit of a cloud over it. Uh, people know that, people understand it, but the main thing, and we discussed this also, Zero collusion. The Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. Uh, we won the Electoral College by a lot, 306 to 223, I believe. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Why haven't they taken the server? Where is the server? What? is the server saying, I really do want to see the server. What happened to the server? So, Nick, obviously the president takes a question directly where he's presented with the opportunity to confront President Putin, who's standing five feet away from him, and turns it in to an old speech he's given many, many times about servers, about Hillary Clinton, about the Pakistani man who, with the server and everything else the president brings up. Um, did he do anything yesterday? to help himself with that clarification. Wait, real quick though, guys, let's just correct this. They have the server. They've had the <laughs> server forever. They just don't have the physical copy of it. They have an actual copy of it though, because we have more than floppy disks in the era of digital. Exactly, so what, what, what we saw yesterday in politics was called a walk back, right? The president managed to do a walk back or the walk back during the walk back. So it's not even clear what he was trying to say. He, he had to come back out and say, well, it could have been somebody else. And it was like watching a truculent kid in front of a blackboard at school being forced by his teachers to say something he didn't believe or want to say. There has really never been a performance, I think, in American politics that is like it. Uh, and you can only imagine why. He seems to have a particular personal interest here that is separate from the White House interest, but is dovetailing with Putin's interest on the investigation. It's fear. He, he, and Putin are on the same page about the Russia probe. They both have an interest in stopping it and discrediting it. And that is a striking fact to me. And we've seen this rhythm before, Steve Ratner, with Charlottesville and other times where the president says something inflammatory, says something offensive. He's pushed into a corner, so he makes a, an apology that he reads from a piece of paper. And then the next day, which is today now in this story, 
he resents that he's not being rewarded and thanked for his great apology and he lashes out again. Yeah, exactly. And look, I think there's several pieces to this. I think the most important piece is the one that Nick was referring to, which is ultimately our relationship with Russia and with Putin. And it's clear from everything he said and done that there's something going on between these two guys which is not really in our national interests. And uh, the Wall Street Journal today had an editorial, which I think summarizes maybe, to your point, kind of where the uh, Republicans are, which was a sort of grudgingly accepted Trump's apology and with a lot of... Good evening, I'm Erin Burnett. Out front tonight, how stupid does Trump think we Americans are? The president's excuse for his embarrassing press conference where he sided with Vladimir Putin over his own intelligence chiefs does not add up. We are learning tonight that driven by fear of resignations in the intelligence community, the president decided that he would say he misspoke during one of the multiple times that he took Putin's side against America's in that press conference. And so, after meeting with top aides today, President Trump read from a prepared statement, offering up, frankly, what seems to be a dog-ate-my-homework excuse on how things went terribly wrong in Helsinki. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. And then he turned it back no, around. No, it does not. It does not clarify anything. It doesn't even pass the smell test. So let me play for you again what the president said 32 hours ago, what he's just referring to there. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I don't see any reason why it would be. Okay, so everybody makes mistakes. Trump's explanation that he meant wouldn't instead of would might stand a chance of being plausible, except for a few reasons, one of which is this. That was just one of multiple times in that same press conference that he sided with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Look, it is what it is. This is consistent what he's been, with what he's been saying over the past year. He said what he meant, and he said it again and again. The U.S. Yeah, has been foolish. Putin was strong and powerful in his denial. It just makes it Trump a bit absurd to say that the say president anything. just misspoke that one time on this whole would-wouldn't thing. Keep in mind, if he did misspeak, okay, this is the other issue, that one time, and, and none of the others where he expressed the same sentiment. He, he had 28 hours of condemnation from U.S. intelligence and his own party to correct the record. He failed to do so in any of those 28 hours. In fact, during that time, he conducted two interviews with Fox News. He tweeted nine times. His administration released talking points defending his performance at the summit. Not once did the president or his aides in 28 hours try to say that the president of the United States misspoke. Again, in one of the multiple times that he praised Putin and took his side. So the president's explanation does not add up, and neither does his assertion today that he accepts America's intelligence agency conclusion that Russia attacked the American 2016 election. Because today, even when he was reading a prepared script accepting the intelligence community's conclusions, the real Donald Trump reared his head. 
I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people out there. That is true. But on this particular issue, no. Look, the thing is, and we all know it at this point, is that is what Trump really thinks, okay? Because he has said it before. Maybe there is no hacking, but they always blame Russia. And the reason they blame Russia is because they think they're trying to tarnish me with Russia. I'll go along with Russia. Could have been China. Could have been a lot of different groups. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Maybe it was a 400-pound Russian. U.S. intelligence agencies do not blame other people. They don't talk about how many other people there are on this planet that possibly could have been uh, done this. No, this is very clear, right? It's Russia, not a 400-pound man, Putin, who is far from that. But the president of the United States is incapable of accepting this because at the very least we know this. He thinks it calls his election victory into question. Caitlin Collins is out front live at the White House tonight. And, Caitlin, you are learning a lot more about the scramble behind the scenes, the meeting at the White House uh, today uh, that the president attended to contain this damage. We are, Aaron. The president's big retreat came after his top national security advisors huddled today to try to figure out how to undo the damage that had been done in that press conference in Helsinki when the president embraced the Russian president over United States intelligence agencies. The Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the national security advisor John Bolton, and Vice President Mike Pence all huddled in the Situation Room today discussing what it was the president should say to try to clarify or try to fix what they could after there was severe backlash, not just uh, in Helsinki, but also back here in Washington in response to the president's remarks at that press conference after it became quite clear today, Aaron, that a tweet was not going to suffice to fix the damage that had been done here. We saw the president come out. He gave those very scripted remarks saying that it was simply a miscommunication. He said one word when he meant another. But Aaron, of course, if you watched that press conference, it doesn't nullify that the president did embrace Vladimir Putin several times and gave a lot of voice to his denials of election meddling. He did indeed, Caitlin. As you point out, when he came out today, it was scripted, except for when it wasn't, right? And it wasn't just what he said. We've pointed out some of the issues with that, but also what he left out, right? Yeah, quite a stunning contrast in the president's off-the-cuff remarks yesterday when he was asked questions by reporters, was not given any advice by advisors on how to answer those questions. And then today when we saw him sitting there in the cabinet room reading off several sheets of paper, and the cameras, of course, zoomed in on these remarks of the president, and you could see in his classic Sharpie that he uses to mark up papers right there, you can see the president crossing out one line where it wow. said something about bringing people involved in election meddling to justice and adding another line in all caps in a black sharpie that is the president's handwriting to say there was no collusion because of course the president didn't come out today and just say he did believe our intelligence agencies even though he contradicted them in the next breath he had to make clear he got his argument in there that there was no collusion collusion aaron all right thank you very much caitlin uh, pretty stunning i don't know something about seeing that in black and white on the paper after it was prepared what he added and what he took out says so much. Out front now, senior political analyst Mark Preston, April Ryan, White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Networks, and Steve Hall, who was the CIA chief of Russia operations and has spent a lot of time in Moscow. Um, thanks to all. So, Mark, uh, look, we now know the president is the one who went in the room and said, I've got this idea, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to say I misspoke. 
but I'm only going to say I misspoke once, not any of the other times where I expressed uh, pretty much the same sentiment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I say yeah. this, and I'm not saying it tongue-in-cheek. How stupid does he think we are? Well, short answer is that he thinks we're very stupid. And uh, in many ways, you can't argue against that. He has gotten away with this ever since he came down that escalator when he announced his presidency. We have seen him time and time again say one thing uh, that is outrageous, that causes anger. Uh, then he turns around and acts like he never said it. Now, the problem yeah. that we're facing right now, Aaron, is that he enjoys an 80% approval rating amongst Republicans. Mm -hmm. So when we're attacking Republicans on Capitol Hill for not yeah, doing enough, uh, in many ways, they're flummoxed. They're running scared. They don't know how to deal with Donald Trump. In many ways, he has become a president on his own without any allies, that yeah. the only people that are supporting him right now are those who fear him. And, 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 and the question is here, April, is whether all of this will matter. I mean, you know, you heard Caitlin just go through, right, what he added. There was no collusion, but what he crossed out, and that's what I want to ask you about, right? These are prepared remarks. He goes and he reads them. He was supposed to read uh, one that said uh, anyone involved in that meddling to justice, you know, brought to justice, mm -hmm. right? And he, he, he mm -hmm. took that out. Yeah. Uh, anyone Aaron, involved in collusion. Yeah. How telling is that? It's very telling. Words matter. And I mean, Aaron, think about this. When the president goes off script, he's rogue and he causes mass pandemonium. Look at what happened in Charlottesville. He went off script. It yeah. took him five or six times to, to, to correct it because the nation was in an uproar. Now the world is in an uproar for what he said. When a president speaks, speaks, it's strategic. You have people who go through and vet what the president says at least 20 or so times before it's, it's delivered. And that's in a prior White House. This time the president went off script when he was in Helsinki Monday. This president uh, supported Vladimir Putin, he, he basically uh, said, I trust you without verification. The words of a president are strategic, and the words of the president are important. They shape markets, they create peace, they create war, and they also help with our lives. So when this president goes back and changes it a day later, understanding Republicans and Democrats are upset, and the world community is laughing, and this president says things yeah. like, you know, you're unpatriotic for this, People are saying what he did was unpatriotic. He cannot change what he's already done. History and is showing it. So, Steve, you know, even when he said, I accept the intelligence community's assessment, he had to add, ad lib, uh, the caveat. And let me just uh, play part of it again for you. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be I think the list of commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to 10. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told. So they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain, when no one was around, God had given them the Ten Commandments. But let me ask you this. When they were sitting around making this shit up, why did they pick ten? Why ten? Why not nine or eleven? I'll tell you why. Because ten sounds official. Ten sounds important. They knew if it was eleven, people wouldn't take it seriously. Say, what, are you kidding me? The 11 Commandments? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the 10. 
Ten sounds important. Ten is the basis for the decimal system. It's a decade. It's a psychologically satisfying number. The top ten, the ten most wanted, the ten best dressed. So having ten commandments was really a marketing decision. <laughs> and to me, it's clearly a bullshit list. It's a political document artificially inflated to sell better. I'm going to show you how you could reduce the number of commandments and come up with a list that's a little more workable and logical. We're going to start with the first three, and I'll use the Roman Catholic version because those are the ones I was taught as a little boy. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Right off the bat, the first three, pure bullshit. <laughs> Sabbath... Sabbath day, Lord's name, strange gods. Spooky language. <laughs> Spooky language. Designed to scare and control primitive people. In no way does superstitious nonsense like this apply to the lives of intelligent, civilized humans in the 21st century. You throw out the first three commandments, whoosh, you're down to seven. Next, honor thy father and mother. Obedience, respect for authority. Just another name for controlling people. The truth is, obedience and respect should not be automatic. They should be earned. They should be based on the parent's performance. Parent's performance. Right? Some, some parents deserve respect. Most of them don't. Period. You're down to six. Now, in the interest of logic, something religion is very uncomfortable with, we're going to jump around the list a little bit. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Stealing and lying. Well, actually, these two both prohibit the same kind of behavior. Dishonesty, stealing, and lying. So you don't need two of them. Instead, you combine them and you call it, thou shalt not be dishonest. And suddenly, you're down to five. And as long as we're combining, I have two others that belong together. Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Once again, these two prohibit the same kind of behavior, in this case, marital infidelity. The difference is coveting takes place in the mind, and I don't think you should outlaw fantasizing about someone else's wife. Otherwise, what's a guy going to think about when he's waxing his carrot? <laughs> but, but marital fidelity is a good idea, so we're going to keep the idea and call this one, thou shalt not be unfaithful. And suddenly, we're down to four. But when you think about it, honesty and fidelity are really part of the same overall value. So in truth, you could combine the two honesty commandments with the two fidelity commandments and give them simpler language, positive language instead of negative, and call the whole thing, thou shalt always be honest and faithful, and we're down to three. Thou shalt, thou shalt, they're going away, they're going away fast. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. <laughs> all right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> you want to get one too. Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. You throw out coveting and you're down to two now. The big honesty and fidelity commandment. And the one we haven't talked about yet. Thou shalt not kill. Murder. The fifth commandment. But when you think about it. <laughs> when you think about it. Religion has never really had a big problem with murder. 
Not really. More people have been killed in the name of God than for any other reason. All you have to do... Uh All you have to do is look at Northern Ireland, the Middle East, Kashmir, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and the World Trade Center to see how seriously the religious folks take Thou Shalt Not Kill. The more devout they are, the more they see murder as being negotiable. It's negotiable. You know? It depends. It depends. It depends on who's doing the killing and who's getting killed. So, with all of this in mind, I leave you with my revised list of the two commandments. Thou shalt always be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie. And thou shalt try real hard not to kill anyone. Unless, of course, they pray to a different invisible man from the one you pray to. Two is all you need. Moses could have carried him down the hill in his fucking pocket. And if they had a list like that, I wouldn't mind those folks in Alabama putting it up on the courthouse wall. As long as they included one additional commandment, thou shalt keep thy religion to thyself. Department. In the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe in awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion. Religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you and he needs money. He always needs money. He's all powerful, all perfect, all knowing and all wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. But, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. But I want you to know, I want you to know something. This is sincere. I want you to know, when it comes to believing in God, I really tried. I really, really tried. I tried to believe that there is a God who created each of us in his own image and likeness, loves us very much, and keeps a close eye on things. I really tried to believe that, but I got to tell you, the longer you live, the more you look around, the more you realize something is fucked up. Something is wrong here. War, disease, death, destruction, hunger, filth, poverty, torture, crime, corruption, and the ice capades. 
Something is definitely wrong. This is not good work. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Results? All righty. George Carlin on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off the air, folks. It's 729, and we're, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope I didn't bore anybody. I try not to do that because I don't want to be bored myself, you know? So uh, it's been fun. It's been great. My guests uh, uh, will be rescheduled for another time. Everybody has, you know, their ups and downs or whatever. Uh, uh, people can't make it for this or that, but, uh, you know, we're always uh, open for reschedule. Rescheduling if there's a good, good excuse for not doing the show, you know, because people, you know, you People, ha- things happen. Things happen, you know. So, you, and I, I don't mind rescheduling people if, if it's warranted, you know. So, you know, hey, wow, we we will reschedule her at another time. I'm pretty sure a lot of the people, some people who can't do the show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.